BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Welcome to episode 37 of Hashtag No Filter. Today's episode is featuring a repeat guest. So I've had a couple repeat guests, and I actually really love doing this because I think it's really cool to see the changes that have maybe happened in their life over the course of the time that they've last been on, or, you know, maybe further expand on topics that we talked about the first time. And for this guest in particular, her name is Laura Max Rose, and she was actually on my third episode ever. So my first episode was a simple like welcome episode and introduction. My second episode featured my first guest, and then my third episode featured my second guest. And that third episode second guest was Laura Max Rose. So that was actually back in January of 2018. So over a year ago, and a lot has changed in Laura's life. She's had a second child um, as of just a couple months ago. So she has a toddler and a newborn, and she is so open and honest about her experience um, and actually the the differences that she's experienced in with both her first child and now with her second one. Not, Not even talking about the child in particular, but more so about how she has felt. And it's such a stark contrast, and that's why I wanted to bring her on primarily to talk about that. She was so open and honest in her first episode with us about, you know, her life postpartum and how that was for her, which was not the easiest. And she was very candid about all that and now how different it is with her second child. So I just thought that was so interesting to talk about. So we talk a lot about that. We talk, you know, just about motherhood in general and things she's learned. She's probably my most articulate, well-spoken friend, one of my most insightful friends. And I just love hearing from her. So even if you don't have a kid or you are not pregnant or you're not planning on having a kid or it's not something you even know if it's in your future, I still would urge you to listen because we talked on we talked about so much more than just motherhood. We talked about friendships as an adult. Uh, we talked about marriage, a lot of different things. Um, and actually some of the lessons she's learned through motherhood, I even said to her, I was like, I don't have a kid. And I actually, I love talking about this stuff with you because it really can translate into someone's life even if they don't have a kid. So bottom line, it was a really great conversation. Loved, loved, loved having Laura back. And I think you're going to love it too. So without further ado, here is Laura Max Rose on episode 30 of Hashtag No Filter. Welcome back, Laura. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. Thank I'm you. so excited to be back. You were on a year, over a year ago. Yes, over, over a year, year ago. Because you were episode 
I'll put it in the show notes. I think four. I was three. one of your first. You're maybe my, I'm very I think proud you were of two that. or three early on. So that was like over a year ago. So it's crazy. So give everyone for those who don't know who you are and those who do know who you are and listen to that episode, a refresher, lay of the land, who you are, your story. I am. I'm honored to be here. I'm Laura Max Rose. And um, I know Julie through a friend. And since the moment I met her, just absolutely fell in love with her. I fell in love with Laura, too. Thank you. I am. Um, I am a mother of two two girls. One is two and a half years old and the other was born seven weeks ago. <laughs> Their names are Selma Baines and Violet May. And um, I live with them and my husband in the Heights in Houston. I have a marketing and a digital media website design company, um, which I'm currently taking a little break from while I spend some time at home with our youngest daughter. And I, you know, for the most part, just um, absolutely love being a mother and also love um, finding space to continue to be myself in a world that tells us that perhaps we can only be a mom or only be a working person. Um, can we find balance between those two things? I think yes. So I love that intro. That yeah. was so I love that. So on the first podcast, we talked, it was mostly, we talked a lot about um, life postpartum. Um, and we talked about the motherhood comparison game. And I want to really touch first on the postpartum situation. You were very open and honest about your experience after Selma. Can you talk about how that was compared to now after Violet and and the difference? Because I know you and I, I know there's there's been a big difference. So there is a stark contrast between the experience that I'm having now um, in my postpartum period with my second daughter and the one that I had with my first. And on the on, on the first podcast I did with you, I talked extensively about finding out I had postpartum depression depression about a year after my first daughter was born. And from the moment she was born, it felt like my life had just been flipped upside down. I was terrified. I felt like I had very little confidence in myself. Um, I was very young. Um, I do believe that that was a contributing factor. My husband was running for office at the time. I was doing a lot. I was doing way too much. His campaign at the time was my life. And I remember showing up in the campaign office with a newborn and I'm talking like one week old um, with her strapped to me in the baby carrier, making phone calls, trying to raise money for his campaign or get people to vote for him. So I had like these two passions at once. And while that was wonderful, I was burning myself out. And what I have learned is so important is that when you have a baby, you have to take immaculate care of yourself, like beyond what you would even like, if you think about taking care of yourself in one way, multiply that by a hundred million. And how do you do that when you have a newborn? How do you do that when you have a newborn <laughs> with a toddler, right? And now with a toddler, um, right? It's right. funny that I'm having the better experience this time around mm -hmm. when I also have a toddler at home. So I just really had no concept of that. Um, I always tell people that I designed this nursery for my firstborn and it had all the stuff that she could possibly need, but none of it was for me. I didn't think about any of the stuff that I would need. And she was a newborn. She couldn't see the new pink sheets. She couldn't she didn't see need anything, any right? of I this mean, stuff. I, yeah. Right. None of this mattered to her. Right? right. And here I was like, I just hadn't even thought about myself. I was this afterthought. Um, that was a very big contributing factor. Um, I also had a very chaotic delivery. Um, my daughter was late and I was not dilated and I had to be induced. And after 30 hours of labor, I had a C-section, stayed in the hospital for seven days, um, got home and hadn't really slept for that entire week. So um, my sleep deprivation psychosis was in full effect by the time uh, I got home. Yeah. And I got what I call like a false start with her. Right. Um, I, I had 
that experience starting off that way was just, it was just not, it was not a good, not a good way to start. So, um, second time around from the moment I got pregnant, I put a lot of energy into, um, how this second birth would go. So mm. as most people who've had a baby know, birth plans are kind of a joke because God laughs and you make plans right, right. <laughs> and it never goes that way. But I thought, I, you know what? I really wanted to have a VBAC, which if you don't know what that is, since we're on hashtag no filter, yeah, just go tell it's, them. Uh, it's a vaginal birth after C-section. So it's, um, you know, when well, a woman, that's what it stands for. That's what, it's at, okay. that's what it stands for. It. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I knew what it was, but okay. So they didn't used to even really allow them. And now they've not, they've determined that they're almost at the same level of safety as a repeat C-section if right. not even safer, if you're able to have one. Right. And I really wanted to have one if possible because my C-section recovery was just terrible. Um, and I worked with a cousin of mine who is also a very dear, dear friend and a doula, which is a sort of birth guide, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, and took all these different herbs and did a bunch of acupuncture and gave it my best shot. And honestly, really never thought I would succeed. I really thought I'd end up having a repeat C-section and I was very at peace with that. Yeah. And because well, you have to be right. Like you don't yeah. really have a, you might not have yeah. had a choice. Right. Yeah. If it got to it. Right. I also had like all these residual feelings that like somehow I did something wrong that made it so I'd had to have a C-section with my first, which mm. is so insane. So what I ended up doing was like, I really forgave myself for whatever I was blaming myself for and was completely at peace with having that happen again. Yeah. Like yep. none of that was my fault. That was what had to happen. Right. Um, and I ended up going into labor on my due date and Violet was born um, by VBAC on February easy. 19th. So much maybe easier. Easy, but no, easier. It was just like this incredible experience. And um, I want, I want to say this for the record and also for my daughter when she's older mm-hmm. and listening to this, maybe one day that that has nothing to do with the baby and the person herself. Right. right? This was just about my experience um, going into motherhood. And what that proved to me was that we need so much more support for women when they're pregnant, when they have a baby. Um, I like had that support with my second, but that was because I demanded it. I had to go out of my way to get that. And I, I just, you knew because from the first time around you needed it. Absolutely. Right. Right. But I went out and I found the doula and I did all the research for all the stuff that I would need after I had the baby and I took time off, which so many people don't have the don't can't take, which is insane. That should be a right, not a privilege. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you take, you are taking the time and you, so how are you feeling like postpartum? Why? I mean, I know last time it was uh, later on and it's a whole different story, but you're feeling good. I mean, I'm feeling really good. Like actually I'm feeling almost the best I I've ever felt in my life besides <sighs> the fact that I can't remember anything because I don't sleep very often. <laughs> but, <laughs> Minor <laughs> details. <laughs> Minor detail. But I didn't sleep at all when Selma was born. And mm. um, the difference is that I was doing so much other stuff when she was born. I was right. still working. I was trying to get my husband um, to campaign, win his campaign. Yes. Yeah, to win his election. And this time I'm like, this is the only thing mm-hmm. I have to do is raise this newborn baby, yep. right? Yep. So yep. if it's the only thing I'm doing and I'm not sleeping that well at night, it's, it's a lot it's easier it. to function. It's, it's much right. easier. Yeah. Yeah. So how, and obviously you've been through it. Cause I remember, I think we were getting, probably we were getting wine. Although if you were pregnant, it would have been me drinking and you wishing you were drinking or something, but either way, it was probably over one of our wine or coffee dates. And you had said something like the first three months kind of suck. Like, yeah. and you don't, it's, and I think we talked about the podcast, like, and no one talks about it, but do you feel differently now with the first three months of Violet? I'm no not because it's me. Violet. Just yeah, the no, second, no it, one can see me right now, but I'm nodding. Like they she's don't smiling. Yes. No. Yeah. Like yeah. they, they're so like had, amazing. But do you think your situation the first time around was unique? 
Like just every new mom, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I can't speak as I haven't had, I don't have a baby, but, but is it, um, is it because you knew about everything? Cause it was your second or it shouldn't always suck. What I have discovered is that both of them are like equally common. Right, so the, right. the negative postpartum experience that I had with Selma, I could find a million people who felt that way. And now I can find a million people who feel the way that I do mm-hmm. now. And I wish I had known that with Selma. Like right. I really thought like all the blissful moms were just lying. Well, on and Instagram, like, it's like yeah. the highlight reel. They weren't. It's like the highlight yeah, reel. And I was like, no one's really shit. that happy, like after they had right. a baby. But how and could you not think about it? I know, like it is so possible to have such a wide spectrum of experiences after you have a baby. And I've had these two polar opposite experiences. I formula fed Selma. I'm like exclusively nursing this next, this new baby, which I never thought would even be possible. Now I'm even more convinced that it does not matter. Right, which way right. you feed your baby. And you didn't necessarily have, you th- didn't necessarily think that. I judged myself so hard okay. for formula feeding that child. I can't even tell you I tortured myself, Ugh. tortured myself. And now I look at it and now I'm exclusively breastfeeding, right. which is like the thing that you're supposed to do. Right. Like the people who do that, they judge the people who are right. formula feeding. And I'm like, I have, I'm more convinced that like I needed to formula feed that girl for my own sanity. She didn't like nursing. Right. She didn't, didn't like work. breast milk. It didn't work. Like listen to yourself, mama, whatever like, you trust need to your do. Gut. Yeah. Honestly, nursing is probably what, has given me the most sanity in my postpartum period this time. It's like this bonding experience that I have with my baby. It keeps me kind of connected to her. Like every three mm-hmm, hours mm-hmm. I need to be with her. And that has really helped me. That's right. with Selma. It was the opposite. She didn't like it. I didn't feel comfortable with it. We didn't have that kind of like nursing relationship. Mm-hmm. And the second I started giving her formula, we really started bonding. And everyone told me like the bonding was only in the nursing. Like uh, you're only going to bond if you nurse. I mean, and, like, I call bullshit on that, I right? Bullshit, I don't have a right? baby, but that can't. That's insane. Right, right, and right. I was like, but I'm like having such a better experience now that I'm giving her formula. And like, I just regret spending all this time feeling so guilty about that. If I felt like the, if I felt like Violet needed formula, I'd give her formula right, right now. Right. And so, I would feel no guilt about it, that. So even though you're loving breastfeeding, it's been the most incredible thing. You are still so happy. You've, you so formula happy. fed. Uh, yes. Selma. It was the right, right thing to do. And right. like having this baby is what finally like solidified Isn't that for that me. Interesting. Yeah. So it's this time around. It's like, is it night and day? It's like, night and it's day. It's night and day. Absolutely. And again, it's not because it's Selma versus Violet. Violet. It's no. just the, just how it's been. It's, it's how just it's... been so much easier. And like Selma is such an angel, big sister. Like she's incredible with Violet. And like, it's so cool to like see all of that come together. Yeah. Like I so did a lot of, yeah, it's really girls. cool. It's really cool. How has it been with this time around, maybe versus last in terms of social media that we talked about the comparison yeah. game last time, do you find yourself scrolling and being like, Oh, well, it's funny. I can kind of tell when people are bullshitting now because I bullshat so much. <laughs> like I've like, yeah. <laughs> when you're really miserable in an experience that's supposed to be happy, mm-hmm. you get really good at acting like you're happy on social media. Right, right. So I don't know if I'm projecting, but now like when I do see someone who's like maybe acting like they're happy, I can kind of tell because I've been there. Right. Like you can kind of see through it. I can kind of see through it. And like, I know how it feels to be like the first time new mom who's like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be so happy, but I'm not, but I have to tell everyone that I am like, I can identify that much more easily now because I've been there and I was that mom and I was terrified. Right. And you have all this guilt because you're like, I'm supposed to be so happy all the time. And you only share the happy moments. Yeah. But now does it bother you when you see like, if you are having a bad day, let's say with Violet or and or Selma and you see this like perfectly family 
family, per- perfect mom, quote unquote, perfect. You don't care. It I just kind of bit irritated sometimes when people really push that like model of perfection. Cause I feel like it's not, it's a disservice. It is. I really do. Um, and I really try very hard not to be that mom. Yeah. Um, because I just feel like the best, the best thing I can do, the most uh, like of service I can be to my fellow mothers is to say, Hey, there are hard days of course, and you're not alone. Right. And I don't see the purpose in saying that I'm perfect all the time because I'm not. And that doesn't make anybody feel better. That makes them feel like shit. It makes them feel like right? shit. So right. why would I right. do that? Right. You're yeah. a caring person. So you think I about others' like, feelings. Like <laughs> when I see people like pushing the highlight reel and really trying to right. make it look like everything's great all the time, I get a little Unfollow bit like, or, yeah, or, I hide. I hide, hide there mute like, those yeah, stories. mute those because I'm like, you're not really helping people. You're not. Like yeah. I loved the other night when you wrote, I think, did Selma have pirate's booty in her bed? Oh, yes. Or, My child decided she wouldn't go to bed without pirate's booty in her bed. Which I get because pirate's booty is really delicious. But I like, I love that you, like, that was not an <laughs> ideal situation for you. Did you want her going to bed with pirate's booty? No. Oh. But you like wrote about it on social media. I'm sure it resonated with some mom or dad who was like not able to get their child to, or whatever the case was. Yeah. And it was, a, it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> and like, also what I said was like, I love these two angels but I'm having a glass of wine by myself on the porch right now. Yeah. And like, I have no, like no shame about that. No. Like you what, needed it. Why? What is going on with this? Like revelation of parents who feel like being a good parent means like never, ever taking a minute for yourself, never being tired, right. never needing a break. Like I will be the first person to tell you that I need a break. Right. That's what makes me a human and being. What I've noticed, and just cause we're good friends. So I know, but you prioritize you and your husband, Ben prioritize date nights, right? We do. And you have like, you are conscious about making time for yourself. The Very, two of you. Yes. So how is that was with Selma as well, right? Yeah. We started yeah. that with Selma. Selma was probably about, um, 11 months old, we found an incredible nanny who is like family to us. And she, um, started, she started coming on Saturday nights and Sunday mornings. So we have Saturday night, day night. Yes. This is still what we do. We do date night on Saturday night. And then Sunday morning, we kind of choose to do what our, what, what we want to do with our time. And like if you're hungover, you're hungover. Right. Right. Exactly. I, mean, I mean, I'm sure you're not well, hungover, it, but you know what? It's hard to go out on Saturday night. <laughs> I'm if sure. You know that Sunday morning's going to start with like, good morning. It's Sunday. But, but at, right? least, at least you have a nanny there helping in that yeah. morning process. Yeah. Sunday. That's so it's so kind great. of like we get to choose, like usually we go to breakfast or like Got my it. husband kind of loves finding like festivals and fairs yeah. to go to. So we'll, we'll go and like, just be two grownups and it's alone. about the us two of you. alone. And like, then when we come back to our kids, we're like rejuvenated and we've had time with each other. We're already amazing parents, but you're probably better. That's it. So it is, there is something to be said about, so, so not only prioritizing your, your husband and your relationship and your everything about that, but also yourself. So have you taken, have you, you've been consciously taking more time for yourself this time around? Oh, like absolutely. Like every day. Like I've said no to almost every single person who has asked me, like if I want to, you know, do an extra project, a work project. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, like, this is the, this is my job right now. Um, and like, that's what I, I know that it needs to be in order for me to yeah. stay sane. Yeah. Like me staying sane is the most important thing to me. And I'm just yeah. like taking, making absolutely sure that I stay sane. And if, <laughs> if staying sane means having a glass of wine by yourself on the porch at whatever time you, whatever you can time. do that. Right. Absolutely. I mean, whatever works, yeah. but you have to, because I mean, even with or without a child, if you're not taking care of yourself, how are you supposed to show up to these other relationships? And if a mother, that job of being a mother, 
mother. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, how do you, how, 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 how it's not possible, right? It's not possible. Something's going to sink if exactly. you don't take care of yourself. No, exactly. And so you, so every kind of, you make sure that every part of your life with you and Ben, yourself personally alone is all taken care of. How amazing to know that this time around. Like, do you so wish much- like, I mean, you can't go back. It doesn't matter. But first yeah, time around, sure. I mean, I wish I could have gone like back this. and said, guess what? Laura, Selma's not going to be a newborn for very long. And this mm-hmm. is the only time. And like people would say that to me and I'd get really pissed off. But now I kind of understand what they were saying. I felt like part of my postpartum depression was that when she was born, I felt like I was always going to be in the newborn stage. Right. I didn't understand how fast time was going to go and that nothing was permanent. Everything is so temporary yeah. about having yeah. a baby, but well, you don't have they change one, every day, they change every day. You have one and you're like, Oh my God, am I never going to sleep again? You don't really know what's going to happen next. Yes. You're going to sleep again. You're going to sleep right. again in four months. Like right. you're not, this is not going to be your forever at right. all. Like, in fact, this is going to be so phenomenally temporary. You're going to be looking at photos in your iPhone for hours, just wishing you could go back and visit. And so this time around, I know like, listen, Violet's got a month left of her newborn hood and then she's going to be like, doing all doing these things. things. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I'm like soaking it all in because I, I get And you're them. like appreciating, you're like, you're in the, mo- you're present in I'm every present. moment with yeah. her, yeah. which is so amazing. So are, you are planning on going back to work? I am. I'm going to go back to work and, um, I'm, I'm very excited about that. When well, like time within comes. like after a few months or you don't know yet, or my plan is probably in July and August, which is the summer in Houston. So it's a very slow time here, which I'm kind of, I did that on purpose. Yeah. I want it to be a slow time because I want to ease back into That's it. That's a good idea. Yeah, and, a, yeah. uh, I'm, uh, I think it'll look a little bit different for me as well. I have two children now instead of one. Yep. <laughs> so I don't have as much time as I used to have. And what I do with that time is very, very important. Right. So I want to be very intentional with the kind of work that I so do. So you might be more selective about clients Absolutely. and projects you take on. Yes. And if something came your way, like a great project before July, are you even considering it? Or you've given yourself like a heart, like, no, we are giving um, ourselves. It'd have to be damn good, <laughs> but I can't imagine what it would be to be what honest. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be real good. If someone's hiring me to just be on this podcast and talk and drink wine, that's something I'm. That's yeah, she might, do, she right. might consider it. So, <laughs> so speaking of work, um, Laura, tell them about your uh, your new venture, your uh, podcast. Well, I'm really excited about this. So I'm very <laughs> very inspired by my friend Julie, who has her booming that's podcast right very now. Sweet, thank you. But I started. Um, I love writing, and I. I'm a writer. And the thing about writing when you have young children is that rarely do you have one, especially not two hands free. So I'm, I, I type on my, I type to write a blog post. I need both of my hands and I will have this amazing idea and I can't, write it down because I, someone's in one hand and another one's in the other. There's There's, something going on. I can't. So what I started doing was, um, you know, I'm very extroverted in some ways and I really need to share my experiences with other people. And I found myself recording these voice notes, um, to share with my friends and like, just check in with them and let them know what was going on. And the stuff that I was recording in the voice notes was stuff that I would write in a blog post. Yeah. So a friend of mine said something kind of magical to me. She said, Laura, I have to tell you, I laugh hysterically at these voice notes and that they're kind of like my favorite podcast, even though they're not a podcast. Even though they're not a and line, I by thought, the way. oh my God, that's what I need to be doing. You know, mm-hmm. like I can just stand, I can sit here with my voice notes and upload it. And this is my yep. podcast. Yeah. Um, and I could just be sharing this with everyone instead of just one person. Yeah. So I'm thinking that the title of this podcast um, is going to be Look Ma, No Hands, because I have no hands ever. And I'm recording these things from the front lines of motherhood. And it's primarily about motherhood. It primarily the, yeah. is right now. And, you know, it might not be that way forever. Um, but 
I, I feel like that's, that's where I am in my life. And this is the way that I can share what's going on for me with other people. Um, I'm just literally recording voice notes on my phone and, and uploading them. So will the episodes be short, long, medium? Um, they're about up to 15 minutes. Got it. Most so a little of them easy will be to just digest. Me. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to be able to interview like we are right now because right. the whole point is this is something I'm doing like between diaper changes. Right. So. And that's why I love it. I, I mean, this is so incredible. When's the first episode going live, by the way? Probably in about a week. Perfect. As I'm so, um, I, I just love the idea because one, this is going to resonate with so many moms and maybe even non-moms. I mean, I know your primary subject is motherhood right now, but like you never, I mean, I don't have kids and I enjoy talking about this with you because, because things you are saying about prioritizing yourself and you and your husband, that's shit that I have to do too, even Thank though I don't you. have a kid. Yeah, I feel like when I'm not in the newborn stage anymore, it's yeah. going to be stuff that resonates so, with a lot of people. But regardless for mothers, it's definitely going to resonate for parents. And I also just love that you're, you're literally being so real about it. Like I'm doing it in between diaper changes. Like I'm doing it in between having poop on my hands. Right. Right. And like, right. And no, like, seriously. And wrangling the toddler. And like, the other one, like the first episode I recorded, I was like recording it on my Bluetooth as I was driving my daughter somewhere and she started crying in the car seat and I had to like stop <laughs> and like re-record and like pretty much all of them are kind of like that. I mean, I'll be like nursing her right. and I'll come up with an idea right. and I'm sitting here. I'm like on this really awesome technology with you. And I hope that if I, <laughs> if I find out that I'm successful at this, that I'm going to invest in my technology. The, the but recorder. the whole thing is like, I'm really talking into my phone the way that I talk to my of friends. Of course. As you sh- and that's why I think people are going to love it too, because it's going to be very conversational. And like, yeah. so what, I don't want you to give too much away about the podcast and the topics that you're covering because people have to tune in to find it or to listen to it. But what would, could you say to a new mom? So someone who doesn't, did you say the Charnay is so good? So is that good. I'm sorry. Laura has like a very <laughs> large grin on her face <laughs> drinking this wine. I love you because like you, like you are the most incredible mother. This is totally separate side note. You are the most incredible mother, but you also have a life outside your kids and you're like drinking wine with me, like at whatever fucking time it is on a, whatever day it is. And like, you're like, but then you're going to go back and be all-star mom, but you are able to separate the two. Thank you. Julie. I mean, I'm sure you're like, I'm exhausted. I'm ready to go to bed, but it's fine. Anyway. Um, Okay. So can you, a new mom who, you know, never, okay, let's say she's new mom. So never had first time mom, never had a kid, doesn't have any nieces or nephews, really has no experience with, with a newborn. What would you say are your top three pieces of advice or words of wisdom you would give this lovely woman? Okay. And she's just had this baby or she's Um, watching this baby. Maybe she's about to have this baby. She's about to have it. She's about to embark on this like crazy new journey. Okay. Um, (laughs) first piece of advice would be go with your gut, Mm -hmm. stay away from the parenting books. Um, the Neanderthals, they didn't have parenting books. I tell myself this all the time. I did read them with Selma. I read two and I honestly think that the only things that they did for me were negative. I, I, I don't. And I, I feel very strongly about that. I think that they got me into my own head a lot. They're other people's perspective. Sorry to anyone who's ever written them. No, Maybe they work for other people, but, um, for me, they really made me question myself, especially as a first time mom. You want to read it as a second time mom? Great. First time around, I was like, there was one that I read that was about getting my baby on a sleep schedule. Mm. I was so obsessive about the times of day in which I fed her that like I didn't enjoy any of it. Because if it got to 4.15 and I was supposed to feed her at 4 o'clock, I was just like beating the shit out of myself that I missed the dead. Like oh, it was my just gosh. so crazy. It was so stressful. So like really listen to your gut. Nothing is that serious. Nothing is that serious. I don't, I don't know, but I assume like, what is there a book like on how to swaddle or like, you'll figure out how to swaddle or the doctor will show you stuff. I actually watched YouTube videos. That was really helpful. So so on that, in terms of the actual, like how to do something, 
you're all about. I'm all about like how to like, but not sure. Not, but the, but the books that were like kind of very much one person's perspective. Um, I could take little pieces of that. You know, there's like bringing up Bebe is like a very, like, um, very well read, um, very frequently read rather yeah. frequently purchased, um, baby book. And, um, the one big piece of advice that people take away from that book is, you know, the pause, like when your baby wakes up and starts crying, don't run, don't jump up and go in there immediately. Pause. Okay. Wait, and that's a See good, if they you go learn, back that's to a good sleep. thing. You would, yes. that's a good piece. And of like, okay. I love these little like bits of wisdom that I get from parenting books. So let me just rephrase. Like there are, de- there's definitely like a lot of wisdom out there, Sure, but getting like completely um, obsessive about it or, you know, reading 12 pick, pick one school of thought that you like and yep. just kind of go with it. And the rest of it should really be your instinct and just go with that gut. Go with your gut. Is it true that maternal instinct kicks in? Like that is a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You have no idea what you're capable of until you have that baby. You're going to be like blown away by yourself. I just got chills. Not that I even yeah. know if I want a baby, but no, like, I'm sure like, how that, did I know how yeah. to do this? You like just you didn't know. Know. I've never you, changed a diaper before I had Selma. The nurses in the hospital t- taught me how. Right. And what is also amazing is that, um, if you'd asked me this on your last podcast, like three pieces of advice, one of them would be like, learn the five S's, which are like the happiest baby on the block is a parenting book. Right. And the author of that book, Harvey Karp, I think is his name talks about the, um, oh, the, the five snoo. S's. That's snoo he, thing. He developed the snoo, the snoo thing, right. and he talks about when your baby is fussing and won't calm down, the five S's are swaddling, shushing, sucking, sidelying, and swaying. Okay. We had to do this with our daughter nonstop. This was like the only thing that would calm her down. You had to do all five S's all at once, all the time. Selma. This was Selma. Yes. Violet, I just like put her in the rock and play or and whatever. She's, she's asleep. Yeah. So I wouldn't have needed that with her if she was my first, right? Oh, okay. But like... Um, I knew instinctively that Selma needed more. She needed that. And I found it and I found the video and you will find what you need to find for your baby. And you will know what that baby needs. And trusting yourself is the first step to that. Absolutely. Trust your gut. Do and or, yeah. or seek ask a doctor if you need, right? Yeah. You can ask, right. Absolutely. Okay. So first piece of advice, trust, trust your, your gut. gut. Second. Second piece of advice. Um, you're going to sleep again. <laughs> it, just know that. And it's gonna happen so much sooner than you think. And you're going to be okay. And so much of the negativity that is floating around in you right now, if there is any, is due to sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to know that you're going to have normal nights again. You will. They will happen quickly. For many babies, they happen at three, four, five months. That's normal. Um, If it's not happening that early, it can happen. You Uh can you can learn about how to make that happen. Right. Um, And and, and there's also sleep regression, or that doesn't. There there are sleep regressions, and if you can just get through those regressions without like completely reverting to like all these terrible habits, they're usually like four days long. You'll right. survive. Right. Everything in parenthood that is challenging is also very short-lived. Very temporary. Very temporary. So just know that the the tiredness, like, are you you don't look tired right now. Are you tired? I I'm tired in that like I yes. You My are. fine motor skills are really struggling <laughs> right now. Um yes. I'm tired, but I'm not the tired. I'm not tired like I was. Okay. And just and do you do you still remind yourself like this is gonna pass? Like, yeah. or you don't need to anymore. You can No, I mean, like I, I have like a series of deadlines with my husband. Like, you know, my daughter is, um, seven weeks old and I am very tired right now. And it has started to affect some of my physical functions. Like I, my hands don't, I'm like, not even we're, kidding. I'm not even kidding. Like I can't, button, she's holding my end up on yeah, the floor. <laughs> I'm having a hard time, like buttoning my daughter's shirts in the morning. It does really affect yeah. your fine motor skills. Okay. It's not even, it's not right. even a joke. Right. So I have these sort of deadlines with him. You know, our daughter will start a daycare program at three and a half months. And I've said, 
if I get to that point and she's not sleeping through the night yet, mm-hmm. I will have a serious conversation about like supplementing with formula at night so that I can get some sleep. Right, right, right. Um, I, I have deadlines like that. So you kind of just learn what you're what you can deal with and what you can't deal with. Right. And, and you go with that. And you go with it. So, yeah. okay. So know that you will sleep again. You will sleep that again. That is the second. Okay. Yes. What's your third piece? This is <sighs> hard. <laughs> My third piece. Um, whatever you need to do for your baby, you need to do that thing. <laughs> so, okay. we, so do what you need to do for your baby because that's what your baby needs. And, and your baby chose you to be their mother. And that, you know what to do for that child. My firstborn needed round the clock entertainment from the second she was born. And that is not because she was my firstborn. And I thought that that was the case. That's still the case. That's how she is. That's how she is. Yeah. And I had this feeling, you know, I really wanted to be like a stay at home mom when she was born. And almost from like two weeks in, I realized like that wasn't the right thing for her. Mm -hmm. Not only was it not the right thing for me, but she wasn't going to thrive in oh, that she environment. needed to be with other kids. She needed and, to be with right. other kids. Yeah. Like very early on. So she needed a lot of stimulation. So when you say tr- do what your kid needs, meaning like don't compare to others, don't like, compare don't, to other people. Doesn't matter what anyone else she is doing. She went to daycare when she was four months old, right. and you wouldn't believe what people said to me about this. Oh. I work from home, so I should be able to work with her in the people house. People actually have the nerve to say people it. People are crazy. Yeah. yeah, I should be able to work with her in the house. Or why don't you just get a nanny? Um, <laughs> you're so lucky that you work from home because like you can be with her all day long and like certainly, but you know what? That didn't benefit her and it didn't benefit me. Certainly not. Neither How one of us, benefit? like neither one of us were doing well in that arrangement. Right. And she went to daycare and both of us just kind of blossomed. Yeah. She loved being in that environment. Yeah. I got my time at home to get my work done. And when I picked up her up from school, I was rejuvenated. Yes. You needed that it was time. Great. Absolutely. So that, and you knew she needed that. So I that's knew what, she needed and that. with Violet, it might be different. With her Violet, or- if I didn't work, I could very easily probably keep her at home mm-hmm. for probably a year. It's just a different baby, mm-hmm. a different situation. She can come with me. She doesn't need the kind of stimulation that Selma did. Um, I do work though. Yeah. And what I've determined is that I can't really work from home with my baby at home, even if my baby is with a nanny, because I'm very distracted by yeah. And the isn't cries. the baby distracted? It, like the baby, everything. Yeah, it doesn't, I can't really get anything done. No. So she'll go to the same program and maybe she'll go for less time. We don't really know, but um, they're different children and I knew exactly what to do with the first. And I, my only regret is that I didn't just know what I was doing was okay. I was so oh, hard doubt. on myself. You had a lot of self-doubt. So and... hard on myself. Why can't I work with you in the house? Right. If everybody else can do oh, it, why can't I? So to have those thoughts and 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 I, I imagine it's pretty normal with the first kid, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, I guess you have to, but it, it doesn't help if you have people with saying in your ear, like, oh, why can't you just stay home with her? Like, right. or, it's like I mean, it's so like you're not helping. So aren't you're like, not are helping. you supposed to be supportive yeah. of your like your people? You'd like, be amazed what people will say. It's just it's like the craziest thing. Like yeah. in person. Even mm-hmm. on social media, whatever it yeah. is. So if you could, I know it's hard because you can't like speak on behalf of your husband, but if you could say like, if, if you could speak on behalf of Ben or knowing him as well as you know him being his wife, what advice would you give? Um, it doesn't have to be three pieces, whatever it is. Advice you would give to, to the husband or the partner of the person who just had the baby. This like, is my favorite. Oh, good. Okay. Go. It's okay that you don't feel a bond with this newborn baby. Um, the way that your wife does most men I have found when they, like with newborn, it's very, newbornhood is very hard. Babyhood is very hard. Yeah, That kid turns one and like all of a sudden you've got like a real bond and a friendship sure. and it's so exciting. But like, don't judge yourself 
that this is hard. Like right now, Violet literally needs you to eat. Like literally. She, and, it's and like biological need- that you find this challenging. Yes. Right. And I think the hardest thing for Ben, um, and he wouldn't mind me saying this because he likes to share this with other men to give them a feeling yeah. of relief. Like the hardest thing for him was this baby is born and like the, he doesn't understand. Like what, what am I supposed to do? You know, what do, what, I mean, I guess the, I well, well, there's Selma. So he, has he been yeah. like bonding and more now, with Selma? Like, Selma is this toddler and they're best friends. Like I tell everyone, See, that's so you know, nice. he loves her and they spend all, they have so much fun together and that's great because I need to be at home with Violet, right, right, right. you know? So it all works out. And just, if you can just get through it and not judge yourself and understand that all your feelings are normal, that's probably the advice I that, would give okay. you. I Try love to, that. The, the thing that like somebody told me when Selma was born is it was my job to take care of Selma and Ben's job to take care of me. And Ben really like took to that because I think that's kind of like the role of the husband. Right. That's kind of right. why maybe a lot of them don't feel that immediate connection. Right. Some do. Yeah. And like, that's amazing. Amazing. Right. Um, now Ben, like, you know, adores spending every minute he can with Selma. Right, but right. when she was born, it was really like, Hey, what can I do to take care of my wife? That was the more instinctive yeah. feeling yeah. that I think yeah. he had. And you learn that I imagine as you yeah. go and as absolutely. So in terms of, so I asked you in terms of your husband, in terms of friends have, how have, fr- has, has friendships, how, ha- and just in general, in terms of, let's talk about friendships, you have friends that have babies, you have friends that don't, I'm one of the ones that don't. Um, how you. do you notice, um, like, I don't, I don't know how to even ask it. Like, do you notice a difference with some friends that have babies and don't like, you know, a lot of my friends now have babies. I'm fine being around them and their babies. I, I love the babies, but have you noticed friendships shifting or changing like over the past couple of years? Um, they shifted when Selma was born, but they didn't shift again when Violet was born. I have friends. I'm very, very close with people who do not have children like you. Right. And they're some of my favorite people to be around. I have other friends who don't have children and they just absolutely do not get it. Okay. And those are the people that I am not as close with. Got it. Um, the people, the people who get it, like, I'm probably, (laughs) I'm just as close with those people as I am with my friends with children. Right. And then you, of course, have your friends that have children and how in, in just in general, not even with children, without children. Um, I talked about this on a few podcast episodes ago, adult friendships and them changing over time and how it can, I would actually just, I want to ask you this question because I think you're going to have a very, well, now I'm putting pressure on, but now I think you're going to have a very good response. It was my episode with Jewel to be a few, few times ago. And we talked about adult friendships and sometimes friendships just naturally fade. Like sometimes you're just not in the same wavelengths or something is just off a little bit and that's okay. What would you say, I don't know if your advice, but what would you say about like, um, kind of letting that friendship be like, do you think it's worth having a conversation with the other person about and trying to like get to the root of it no. or just like, let it be. Absolutely. Let it be. Let it be. And yeah. you agree that friendships just, Absolutely. they change. Absolutely. Yeah. People come into your life when you need them. Yeah. And if you like, let it go. If it's not meant to be, let it go. Right. Like I, even I, and I'll, I have friends or or people in my life that, you know, I've tried to get together with, or maybe the plans end up canceling. And if they, after it cancels a few times, and if you realize that like, you're, you're the one initiating the plans and it's not being reciprocated, I kind of like get the hint. Like maybe I'm just not that person for them right now. And it's been the reverse where I just, I'm just like, get the fucking hint. Or it just (laughs) stops working out. It stops working out. And like, I always take that as a sign, like, even if it's not, not intentional. It's the, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Just, just like, let it go with the flow. Go with the flow. Because I, we were saying, and I, you know, she's 
uh, 46. So she's what is that 13 years older than me? And so we're not in the exact, I mean, she has two, you know, older boys and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Keep drinking girl. Yeah, yeah. Laura was like putting her wine down <laughs> and she was like, do I carry it? I'm like, keep drinking. <laughs> um, we have more in the bottle, but, but I just, it's, I feel like that has been something I've talked about in therapy. Like, because I'm, you might, I think you're similar. Well, in certain ways, I'm a people pleaser and I don't want anyone to be mad at me. I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want anyone to not like me, but this was my, the old Julie. And I'm trying to get to a place where it's okay. Not everyone's going to like me. I'm like, you can't please everyone, but you have to please yourself. You got to take care of yourself. And so, but that's been challenging. Have you like noticed that or you kind of figured it out earlier on? It's definitely very uncomfortable to let relationships evolve as they're supposed to, because it's, it's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel natural to people like no. me and like you, it right. sounds like. Oh, I feel like a bitch. Like yeah. I just feel like I'm being <laughs> terrible and I haven't done anything wrong, but I just like, uh, like it gets easier as time goes on. Yeah. And I'm learning that because I think, it yeah, took me it a really while does. to Now it it's like, I kind of can see it happening before it does. And you just kind of go. Well, and I feel like, and you with, I mean, you have kids, I mean, you have your hands full, like does, I'm sure that puts things into perspective and like what's important. You only have time for what's really important when you have kids. And that's like a really big blessing of having kids is you really stay friends with the people that you need to stay friends with. And the other ones just kind of fade. And it's okay. And that's okay. And that's okay. Right. I yeah. mean, they're just, it, yeah. It, and it can be sad. Yeah. But then I also think like there is a chance where that friendship can reignite down the road. For right. Sure. Like you can't just but yeah. let it happen. Right. If you keep forcing it, it's just going to take away from the friendship. Mm-hmm. It's going to make the friendship worse. Absolutely. Well, I feel honored that I'm one of the important ones. Oh, because you're you one said, of my favorite human beings in the <laughs> world. If anything, I don't get to spend enough time with you. I know. We, yesterday, I really I'm wanted sad. to get wine, but we couldn't. I know. I don't see Laura enough. And now that I'm not in Houston all the time, but I'm here for the next few weeks. We'll be together a lot. Well, maybe we'll do another podcast. Maybe I can be on Laura's podcast talking I about she nothing having to do with kids. No, but that's what I, I want to talk about that. So, okay. What, um, aside from, you know, I know you go on your date nights. So is, I want to talk I, for some reason. And I know I told you this the first time around when we had the first podcast or no, no, I just told you in, in person, like when we're at our wine things, the fact that you prioritize date night, like, and I, again, I just said this, the fact that you prioritize that and you also prioritize your friendships, like that don't have babies. Like Laura is constantly like, you're there for me. Like you, you are, oh, you're very supportive of everything I do. And, and I know, like, I get it. Like, I don't have a kid. Like I, 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 you know, like I can see how that can be challenging for certain people. Laura has never had that be awkward or challenging at all, but how I just, I, I, is, or will you and Ben ever be alone during the week or is it always just Saturday to Sunday? Like, will you, you go out to dinner um, with friends? On we're like- working on like having a situation where we can, it's, it's difficult to like, we, you can't just like have a babysitter every Wednesday and all your plans take care of, like right, take, right, right, take right. place on a Wednesday, totally. right? No. Because somebody's going to have a birthday party and you got to find like a babysitter at the last minute. Or an event or a thing or that. Yeah. Um, but we are really working on making it so there's like a night a week where we can go out and like just be two grown ups. So we're going to a Rockets game next week, right? That's and awesome. we happen so to you, find it'll like happen. It'll okay. We happen to find a babysitter who's available. But a lot of time what happens is um there isn't one available and we kind of have to choose who's gonna go and who's gonna stay home. Right. Um we also we went on a really long vacation when Selma was about ten months old. Oh right. Yeah. Which we got Wait, were you a lot preg- of no a lot of flack pregnant? for that. No. No, mm-hmm. you weren't pregnant. Yes. I remember this. I remember this. Yes. It was actually right when I found out I had postpartum and and I got on medication mm-hmm. and it was like an incredible trip because I got to like just really press the reset button. I cut like 10 inches of hair off. I remember this and I remember thinking it was so amazing that you went away. We went without away without Selma. And we have decided that, you know, we came back and 
and it was completely fine with Selma. I'm sure she yep. is. She isn't 10 month old Selma did not mind that mommy and daddy went on a <laughs> 10 trip. 10 month old Selma's probably and, being spoiled. Uh, yeah. And I only wish that like maybe we had done more things like that when she wasn't old enough to even notice. She now she's like two time. and a half. Right, 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 right. But we're prioritizing taking another trip like that. I love just that. Just the two of us. So many people don't do that. I think, and I'm, I think it's really important. You know, that, your yeah. kids are going to grow up and they're going to go to college and they're going to have their own lives and you're going to be with each other. And you got to make like, you're not going to just like pick up where you left off in 20 no. years. That's my opinion. At <laughs> least. Um, I think like you, don't you think really, so at 60 or whatever. Yeah, you got to like, you got to keep touching base. Mm-hmm. And I, that's like vital for me. I am an adult. I love, I love my children. But like, this is the person I chose to spend my adult yes. life with. Oh, I just got and chills. I love that. Yeah. And your children, of course, of course, are your number one. They're your world. I you want love them, them to, to see death, that. But you want them to know. I said, Selma, the other night, it was Saturday night. And Selma um, didn't, she's getting like more cognizant of the fact that we are leaving on mm-hmm, Saturday mm-hmm, nights. Mm-hmm. And she started saying like, why are you leaving? Oh. Like I, like, cause we'd gone somewhere else that she said, why are you leaving? Like, stay home, stay home. And I said, you know, mommy and daddy are going to dinner because we really love each other and we love spending time together. And tomorrow morning, we're going to spend time with you and we can't wait. Oh my, did she, and what like, did she, she say? didn't, uh, you know, she she's two and a half, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But she just, she kind of kept whining. But I thought, I'll keep saying this to you until you understand. But I wish somebody said that to me. Oh like, my God. I think that's the best gift you can give a child. Yes. Is having a great relationship with each other. Yes. And if we that's can what give her seeing. that, Oh my God. Yeah. Cause they if pick we can up more than you think rather they're sponges. Yeah. Like, they're sponges. And if we can show her like, Hey, guess what? You know, you got pretty cool parents right. and they love each other and they want to hang probably out. Went to bed an hour later and didn't give a shit. Didn't like, I mean, didn't even care. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, right. and I think so many parents get stuck in that moment that that moment is really hard when you leave the house and the kids really sad. I was that kid. We were all that kid and they stay home. Or they don't go at all. Oh, see but that. But it lasts. Yeah, it's five seconds long. Right. <laughs> My our our nanny always texts us after we leave the house. Cause I'll check in and say, is everything okay? That was really right. hard. And she's like, Oh my God, she's eating her macaroni and cheese and she doesn't care at all. She doesn't care. And like what she'll really care about is later on in life. Like my mommy and daddy spent time together. And that's what she's going to know as an example. Yeah. Like that's what's incredible. Right. Yeah. Right. Like she's going to see that. And like, I and when think Violet's older, she'll explain that to Violet. Exactly. Like, yeah. And there are people, and like my parents love me, but they also have their own Life Just and like so incredible for her to sit. Yeah, I think that's really. I think that's it's one amazing, of the best things I, we can give and her. And I'm certainly not judging anyone because I am not. I mean, no place to judge. But I do know people that only go out with their kid, like only, even on a Saturday night. You know, when they're little, when they can like hear that when it doesn't matter, they don't have yeah. like a sleep schedule, or whatever. I don't know what it is, but they're <laughs> taking them out to like nice restaurants like all the time, and that's lovely. That's amazing. But also, I mean, like I'm not talking shit about that. But how special that you and Ben can have your alone time. It's awesome. And just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, whatever way you can make that. So like a nanny might not be an option for you, but maybe like. You know, just making sure that when the kids go to bed, you guys have dinner together and the TV is off yeah. and you're talking and, and you catch up and you connect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, making making each other a priority. Yeah. It's yeah. everything. I mean, it's yeah. so important. So this is, there's no transition to this. So I'm just going to go no, for go it for because it. the wine maybe got to me. No, this is a question because <laughs> I've, this is something I've been, because again, a lot of my friends have babies and we've talked about this. What are, what's your thought? I can't, well, you had one for someone, but what are your thoughts on, um, I guess it's two, no, it's one fold. 
birthday parties, first birthday parties <laughs> when they don't know. This is a serious question that mothers have been talking about where I'm I around. And I'm so bad. Just I want to put this on the record for everybody. You like, had a first for Selma, right? I had a gigantic first birthday but would party you have for not, Selma. If you did it over, you were glad you did it. I'm so glad I did it. Okay, I'm going to okay. do it for Violet. But it's like, gotta be it, fair. Because I know, but please single friends who don't need, you don't have you to come. You don't need to come. I'm inviting you because I have to, because I love you, but I want straight. you to know. Yeah, I'm setting the record straight. Listen, oh my God, I can't imagine, I can't imagine like being in your situation and having to go to all I don't these mind like go- first- No, no, I don't mind going. I don't mind going. I don't know. I feel guilty every Here's time I send I an invitation. One- <laughs> I love you. And I'm I- like, people are just going to start thinking of me as like the girl who sends invitations. Like no, I have one you're friend. you're doing it because the people care. You care I, about I, them. I, hey, I'm having a life event. I got to invite you. If you can't come, I forgive no you. No big deal. Right, right. Yeah. But I have, I have a friend who said, look, I'm inviting you to the first birthday, <laughs> but I'm not inviting you to any birthday after that because I know you don't fucking want to come. And I'm like, no, I would be there. And she's like, I mean, I, I probably don't want to go, but, but like no. after one, just like, okay, you stop after one to. parents of the world, <laughs> please listen to me right now. <laughs> you send a little disclaimer email to all of your friends without children and you tell them the why you're sorry. Right, you right. love them. They're not invited and they're going to be so relieved <laughs> to the two, three, four and five year old birthday parties. First birthday parties. Different. Yes, that's a big deal. It's but a big I, so then on that, like, that note, like I have. Oh, I guess maybe it's more the second I'm talking about in terms of this, in terms of, so the first birthday, I know it's a big deal. And you want to like, that's a big, it's a big yeah. deal. You survived. It should really be a party for you. You survived. It's a, a party a year for the parents too. Parenthood. You got that's through like, year one. Yes. So Have yourself a big party. Do you feel like kids don't know what's going on until what age? The third birthday? Like Probably do they not. Maybe. The first one I remember so is, is my do third. Do you even, if someone, cause again, I've been in conversations with this. Do you, does a second birthday party, is that necessary? Or can you maybe opt out of that? <laughs> like how do, what, I don't like, think any of them are. As far as like from a memory standpoint and like an importance it to the does, child really standpoint, it doesn't matter. Do. It's really right, what right, you right. want to do. But single friends, you don't have to go. <laughs> yeah, you single, don't. But like unbabied, unbabied un- people, non non parents, non parents. <laughs> Even though you feel bad if you don't show up, but it was a relief don't. to me. Everyone who told me they couldn't come, like my house had one fewer person, and then I was like able to breathe. I just, I mean, seriously, and it's she, not a big it's deal. not a time where she's going to notice. Exactly, and she doesn't. She doesn't. That's the thing. They right. They don't start having memory, or I don't know no, when they start having. My, memories, my most memorable birthday parties when I was a kid was when I was like in third, fourth, oh fifth God, grade. Yeah. All my friends were allowed to sleep over and it was my friends. It wasn't my parents' it wasn't, friends. Yeah, none of my parents' friends, yeah. the parents' friends they were there. But there. when they're one and two, I get it. But then it's yeah. like, okay. So if you're a mother and you have friends that don't have kids, invite them to the first and then let's, let's, because then it is the obligation of yeah. the gift, which is fine, but there is that obligation. But I still yeah. want you to invite me to Selma's Okay, birthday. totally. <laughs> You have to invite me to Violet's first and second, and that's it. I know. Violet, I, I mean, Violet's, you're definitely, it's going to be another first birthday. I'm going to invite all the friends for sure. <laughs> then I'm like done. I feel, I mean, I'm starting to feel bad. Like we have like the first birthday, the baby naming. Well, there's a lot of stuff. There's so much stuff. Right. Well, okay. And so I no just, one feel pressure to like go constant. to anything. Yeah. So, okay. Um, changing to, I guess, to a more, more serious topic. No, what advice or what, not, not advice, uh, words of wisdom, quotes, something that you would want to instill. In, and I know we talked about this in the last podcast, but let's see if it's changed. And now that Violet's in the picture for Selma and Violet to like grow up, if there's one thing you want them to like grow up with and know, like mommy always said this and this, like it, what would it be? A words of wisdom or a quote or something for them to really live by? Wow. Um, it can be more than one thing. Fine. You're loved and you are exactly who you're supposed to be. And there are people who will love you and there are people who won't. And that is absolutely okay. You need to do what's in your heart. Oh my God. And you need to just trust yourself, trust yourself 
and um, let yourself be loved. And and if people don't love you, then if they, then they're not should be in your for world, you. right? And do you? Yeah. And be of service. Yeah. And the best service that you can be is to be a friend and to um, be honest and um, allow that. yourself to really experience joy because I think we're all doing a lot of things that are supposed to give us that, but maybe they don't Yeah. Um, like the perfect career. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe the thing that gives you the most joy is Friday night dinner with your family and right. whatever that is like pursue that and let that be enough for you. Right. No matter what any outsider, anyone else says. And on that note, what I know, um, I mean, someone's not old. I don't know. I don't know what happens at that age, but bullying, there is, it's quite the the bullying online bullying with the social media. What is your dance, I guess, on, um, on the, are you going to allow Selma to be on? So do you know oh my what's God. your, well, I, it absolutely terrifies me. Um, I don't feel like I have much of a platform to stand on around this because I haven't experienced it firsthand. Right, so right, 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 right. I'm careful to like discuss anything that I haven't experienced as a parent mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Lord only knows what I'm going to actually do when I get there. <laughs> um, right now I do feel very conservative around like I seem to be on the conservative end of the spectrum with the technology. Yeah. Like Selma does not, she's two and a half years old. She does not have an iPad. We don't watch very much TV. And that's not wow, because I said. Does she not look at an iPad ever? Not, no, she's never, she doesn't wow. even knows what one is. Is that weird? I don't even no, know No, I that's think that's weird. incredible. I have I a friend in New York know. like that. And I'm like, oh my God, it's but amazing. But like, we don't have iPad. I don't know. She just kind of does what we do. You do, yeah. Right, right. We don't and watch that TV. So she doesn't watch that TV. Right. Um, she doesn't watch that much TV. So like, um, I, uh, I think it's a matter of keeping the conversation open. Yeah. If your kid is going to have access to a cell phone at an early age, then you need to be very vigilant about making sure that the lines of communications are open at a very early age. Right. Right. I don't feel comfortable giving my kid something that enables her to communicate with people. I don't know before she's able to really communicate with me. Right. So like right. why, I mean, we that both have to be happening at the same time. Good point. Yep. I think yep. that I'll, I, I think I'll probably always believe that. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what age my kid is. Right. Um, it's funny. Like you want to protect your kid from everything when you're little, um, when, when they're little, um, and beyond that. Right. Um, it's a very interesting um, terrain to be navigating right now as a parent. Mm-hmm. And I guess my goal will just be to be in constant communication. Mm-hmm. And just with have my open kid. lines. And like, yeah, and know like, hey, I'm a safe place. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be. And I'm then you'll place. kind of navigate it as it comes. Like yeah, you'll I'm kind a safe of... place. And I also, hey, there are rules here too, right? <laughs> like you're not going to bed with your iPad. Right, You're right, not going right. to bed with right. your iPhone. Right, um, I feel confident in my ability to enforce that given the way we do bedtime now. Like, I just think you kind of have to set the rules and you also have to be available. And there's just this fine yeah. balance between those two things. Yeah. I yeah. Love- You're so articulate. Oh, thank God. you. <laughs> <laughs> I love so you. yeah, cause it's a scary world. Like this it social is. media shit is crazy. It's like, crazy. Even our age. I mean, there are people when you're behind a, a username or an Instagram handle, you think you're anonymous. Like you think like you're, there's yeah. a person on the other end of that. Like a you're, person. you're hurting someone. I yeah. mean, it's, it's a scary place. It but is. I have so much faith in the children that we're raising. Yeah. And you know, there are all these articles right now and people asking me this question, you know, people are very afraid to bring children into the world right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame I have to them. Say, I mean, I, I still don't even know if I people. want it, but I, it's scary. Hey, I had Selma, I had Selma and then sorry for whatever side of the aisle you're on, but the 2016 election happened after that. And right. I was pretty terrified. Right. Right. And, um, 
I felt like, wait, what's going, what did I do? Because I don't know that everything's going to be okay. And I just have a two month old and I was terrified. And now I look at it so much differently. I look at like, I look at it like I birthed the hope that we have. Like, this is my hope. That's, that's a good These way to look at it. These are the children that are going to usher us into a better future. That's and as the, my it. service to the world might not be a donation to my favorite charity or volunteering. It it might just be raising children who will be yeah. better than I am. Like that's the, the best future. thing that I can do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. A, you're, I mean, you're really amazing. Laura's really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You. Before we wrap up, I have to ask these questions and some of them I definitely more than likely asked on the first episode, but it, like my quick fire, rapid fire, like you just first thing that comes to mind, yeah. um, alcohol, beverage, drink of choice. Right now, a martini, dirty, extra. Oh, olives. I wish I had that for you. No, I'm you love enjoying wine this too. Though, I right? love wine. Yeah, yeah, we were at Posting last week. Yeah, um, favorite date spot in New York, in New York, not New. York. Okay, let's do both. No, let's. I was saying Houston, but God, I said New York City. New York's on my mind. Favorite date spot in Houston. We just went to Nancy's Hustle and Edo. I've never Ooh, had a better date night or meal in my life. Really, absolutely best ever. Okay, go. Matthew and I have to go and sit at the bar. We sat at the bar and it was just like divine. Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um. You might have already answered this and it might be the same answer, but maybe not. If someone played you in a movie, who would it be? Oh my God, help me. <laughs> oh, wait, it doesn't have to be based on looks. It can be like um, personality, aura, energy. Like um, um, like if there was a movie made about your life, is there like one person that you think could like really play Laura Really Max play me? Rose well? Um, some like marriage between like Anne Hathaway and Felicity Huffman, maybe. No, not Felicity <gasps> Huffman. She just got in trouble. Uh, um, no, that's not what I meant. Felicity Jones. Felicity the Jones. One. But you kind of, you resemble Anne Hathaway. People have told you that, right? Yes. You resemble Anne Hathaway. That's the only reason why I picked her. That you, they, you thought, yeah, but yeah, But then yeah. I love Julia Roberts, right? But I'd be like yeah. flattering myself to no, say that I'm anything Hath- like her. Oh my God, now that I'm looking, I'm like Anne Hathaway. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. Okay, so that, and what would the, you don't, I usually ask like what, would the title of the movie be, but either the title or what would the premise of it be? Like, what would the, what would, what would your story be? The meat? The theme song is Searching My Soul from Allie McBeal circa the 90s. And the premise is definitely just like this woman who may or may not be anything like the people who raised her, but grows up to love those people and also find her own joy in a life that is completely different. God, That's I love it. you. You're so, I love that. Okay, amazing. Um, if you could have drinks with anyone living or dead, who would it be? I'm, I'm sorry, y'all, but it's definitely Barack Obama. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I didn't ask you these questions I'm the first sorry. time. I'm sorry. I just no, mean like I live sorry. in Texas and I get that like people no, you know, mostly. I think most of my listeners, a lot of them are in the Northeast. You're probably okay. I no. don't want to be divisive in anything that I say. If you listen to me and you're a Republican and you like what I said, keep liking what I said. Yes, but it's definitely but Barack, Barack Obama. Obama. What about Michelle? Would you want her to chime in? Like come Absolutely. and join the dinner? Like yeah. if you could have two people. For sure. Um, and the kids. Yeah. Love the whole, and the, the dog. Whole the whole family. fucking family. Love them. Yeah. Um, okay. If you, okay. So now if there was a jet plane right outside of wherever we are in Houston and, uh, you could get on and go anywhere. Where would you go? Oh, um, Italy. Mm. Yeah. I love Italy. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you could stop and pick up your kids and, or maybe you won't pick up your kids. Maybe can we'll you go to Italy and then the Maldives for a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, we can do that. It's a lot of traveling. I don't know if I would get on that plane. Yeah. That'd be a long flight. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> okay. Um, favorite quote, like, favorite, quote. favorite, just favorite quote. Um, it is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us most. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and famous? Actually, who are you not to be? That's I, Marianne Williamson. Yeah. Oh, that's a good... God, I you're love good. That. 
God, I love that. I've had wine. I am recalling things. But you recall, oh, you recall better when you have wine? I recall better, I think. Interesting. That's yeah. really, that's amazing. Okay. Um, favorite place in the country? City, like favorite city in the country. Favorite city in the in country? In our country, yeah. New York City. Oh, I mean, she's going to come visit me. Does soon. anyone well, have another answer there. to that you, question? You lived there. That's where I was you, born. You were born there. But there's no other answer to that question. No, I know. Like what else? I would maybe say Napa. Like because oh, of the wine. On. Do you want to live in Napa? No, God, no, okay. no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I'd be a, I would be drinking twenty four seven. That would not be good. Yeah, me not too. be good. Um, okay, and then finally, tell everyone. Well, first, where so the podcast name? I think it might be Look to Ma, the podcast no name. Look Ma, no hands. Look Ma, no hands. Look Ma, no hands. Like what your daughter says to you when she's riding a bike with no hands. But what? it's actually oh, me. I, oh, with I, yeah, no I was thinking because you like having the, yeah. you have no hands, and that's why no you're doing hands. a podcast versus writing as much. Exactly. And, and um, if that changes, obviously I will put that in the link. And then where can they find you, like on Instagram and website? So all that? I'm um, Instagram. I'm Laura Max Rose, um, same as Facebook, and my blog, which I have written in not so recently, but still Newborn is life. alive and active. Yeah, is JewishPenicillin.com. Best name. And then your business though is LauraMaxRose.com. Com. But she's not taking on clients until she's done with this maternity leave. So yes. don't, bu- don't bug her. No. Don't, don't <laughs> Unless bug it's a me. really good opportunity. Unless it's really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. That's Thank you for coming back. Thanks for having me. I Will love you. come you. back again with yes. your third? I'm just this kidding. This has been so much fun. Totally. <laughs> this has been so fun. You're the best. Okay. Thank you so much to Laura. So follow Laura on Instagram at Laura Max Rose. And you can always follow me at Julie Lauren 14. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, guys. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.